Rock and Roll American Football Podcast. Absolute Radio. All right, welcome to another edition of Rock and Roll American Football. My name's Jay Lawrence. Last week, uh, whilst it was a delightful episode, don't get me wrong, there was one, um, there was one thing, one thing missing, one person missing that um, really, really, I'm, I'm proud to say is back. And I've really just 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 put a lot on his ego right there. I mean, uh, Glenn I Carter the second, also known as Carter. What's How you doing? What's good? What's what, what's up with y'all, man? You know, Jay, I sort of got the times mixed up last week. I, you know, living his island life, man. It's just hard to keep calendars straight and all that. But you know, we good. We here. What's good? What's going on? Who we got? Yes. Who is this though? Who is this? Oh well, joining us. Joining us. Joining us this week on Rock and Roll American Football, uh, Cameron Hogwood, or Cam to friends and family, and we're friends and family now, NFL writer for Sky Sports. Thank you so much for joining us, mate. Guys, how are you doing? It's a a pleasure to be on. Uh, Thank you for having me. Uh, It's good to talk football finally after what seemed like a a long, long wait, longer than usual. But uh, yeah, it's good to be here. It's interesting because, I mean, on last week's um, episode, I was saying to... Uh, I was saying to to Nelson, I was saying to to Timor as well um, that um, you know, does it feel like it's been a long time? And and I feel like it's uh, since the, the season ended, and I feel like it's just suddenly crept up on me. But I think that I'm in the minority here, to be honest with you. Yeah, I was a little bit like, well, where you have kind of a dead period, as I call it. I felt mm. like I really dragged. Where I felt like a lot of the business happened early, and then it went very quiet for a couple of months. I don't know whether that was just me, but. Uh, and then things because we had a proper training camp and things were a bit more maybe that's normal. It, yeah. Like yeah, maybe yeah, maybe yeah. it did start to feel a bit more normal again. But uh, yeah, preseason yeah. as well. I felt like preseason went on forever. Yeah, so I don't know if I feel the same way because I've been inundated with all the Green Bay drama over the mm-hmm. yeah, you know, and more recently some of the Cowboys drama and mm-hmm. Houston. I mean, Texas is on fire right now for more reasons than one, but. I, I feel like that's always been a, it's been a constant over this off season in quotations because everyone knows that the NFL America gets uh, is is just so fascinated by the NFL that even in its off season any news is is good news from the NFL. So, well, do you know what I think? My one of my favorite things about the the season started, and I'm sure we'll get onto this as well because I think it's been a, a brilliant first weekend of games, but. Um, one of my favorite things about the first weekend is you hear about, you know, the off season and oh, this is happening and that, you know, this is going to be a bad season for whoever and blah, blah, blah. First weekend happens and the exact opposite occurs, which means that everyone just looks like a little bit of an idiot. And I think that that's when we need to put our hands up, you know, just as fans, as much as anything else to say that I thought that X and Y was going to be bad. But in fact, I was completely wrong. Um, but, you know, first, first weekend of games, guys, in general, I think we've been, I think we've been treated. I mean, the first game yeah. of the season with yeah. the, between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys sort of just set it off, didn't it? Yeah, I totally, I totally agree with that. I from all the Dak can't throw a Nerf ball in preseason <laughs> yes. because he's got he went to the Texas Rangers to get looked at his shoulder or some some other garbage or whatever, and turned out that he actually was still a professional quarterback making millions of dollars, and he showed up and played. And, you know, and then I think the biggest story in that game, which is Tom Brady is 55 and a half years old and <laughs> throwing like he's throwing better than 90% of the quarterbacks. It was tons of great QB play during week one. But Tom Brady 
was was he not the best? But is that a surprise? Is that a surprise though, Cam? I, I wouldn't say so. I mean, we kind of look back at last year and look how he was so much better down the stretch. He had a few kind of early wobbles. I mean, that Bears game where he kind of got the fourth down wrong and he was still kind of working out yeah, Byron Leftwich's sure. offense. Yeah, yeah. And then kind of down the stretch, we saw him really come into his own when AB came into the fold. And this season, he's had a proper off season to kind of, he knows his team inside out now. And that's kind of a, that's a scary fault to me. And Tom Brady just doesn't age. He's just not going to, yeah. he'll never retire. He'll never he looks, retire. He looks ridiculous. So much so Drew Brees went out and did himself up and yes. got, his, got his new hair to, to kind Have of... Have you seen this guy? Uh, <laughs> there, there was that picture on the field after their game last year in the playoffs and they're both kind of around similar age, but Brady just looked five years younger and so much fresher. And now Brees <laughs> this year looks like a new man. Well, he had, I reckon Tom Brady, uh, this just my opinion, I don't know this for a fact, Tom Brady just had his hair transplant several years earlier than Drew Brees did. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be frank, Drew Brees has had his hair transplant in this off-season, now everyone's looking at him like, oh, you got hair now, Drew. Did you reminds just grow that? Did you grow Reminds me of what Brian, Brian Urlacher did when he retired, went from balls his entire career. <laughs> It looked like he had an afro last time I saw him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, look, I tell you what, we'll, do, we'll discuss, you know, a few of the big headlines now just after the, the first weekend of NFL action. You know, first thing I want to talk about, uh, Patrick Mahomes, still unbeatable, still, I know he lost in the Super Bowl, but it seems to be still unbeatable in the regular season and in September as well, performing excellent against what, what was a good Cleveland Browns team. Patrick Mahomes, 27 uh, for 36, Three touchdowns, 337 yards. And you know what? It is like watching. Uh, it is like watching. I'm trying to think of like a, a, a superstar athlete at the beginning of his career, like a, like a Tom Brady, like mm. a Michael Jordan or somebody like that, like a Tiger Woods or something. You know, watching yeah. him, just knowing that you've got this guy. If you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan, um, even though you just, you know, just won against the Cleveland Browns, you're just, it's just one constant uh, holiday, one constant like vacation, feeling good about knowing that you've got Patrick Mahomes on your team. Yeah, I, I, it's unfair, isn't it? <laughs> like it's it's a little unfair because not only is he arguably the best QB in the game, might be the best football player playing right now. And he's got. I was watching, you know, the, you know, when the players in the offseason rank each, um, rank oh, their colleagues, say who's yeah, the best the or whatever. Top one hundred, yeah, yeah. NFL top one hundred is tight end. Uh, the cheetah Travis guy. Kelsey. I never, I never remember oh, his yeah. name. Tyreek number ten. I know their, I know the name. I know their, their numbers. I know their family members' names. I know where they went to college. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the weapons he has to to throw to are tremendously good as well and Andy Reid still a pretty good coach I, I mean I, I don't think what Kansas City has and does is fair because Kansas City as they tend to do fell asleep in that game a little bit and then came back and and still won I think it's I mean and the, some of the passes Mahomes was was throwing a little sidearm here a little no look there just sort of flexing on people all constantly it's it's tremendous is it just more of the same, Cam, you think, when it comes to the Chiefs? Yeah, kind of, kind of, you know as well as I, it's dangerous to look beyond the current season in the NFL because we know how much can happen, whether it be injuries or kind of turnover, players leaving in free agency. But with Mahomes there, I fail to 
bet against anyone else reaching the Super Bowl for kind of the next five years. If, if you, do you know what I mean? Kind of, mm, if he's there, yeah. I feel so, I'd feel so comfortable with where the Chiefs are heading and what they're capable of. I would really struggle to bet against them. I think we, we saw in the offseason, they went out and kind of completely overhauled the offensive line. That was their one weakness last year. We saw in the Super Bowl, I mean, credit to, yeah. to Todd Bowles' defense. It was tremendous down the stretch and in the Super Bowl. And the Chiefs went out and said, look, we're, we're not going to let our quarterback, our half a billion dollar quarterback, run for his life again. So <laughs> we'll get rid of Mitch Schwartz. Uh, we'll get rid of Eric Fisher. We'll go out and we'll start three effectively rookies. Obviously, um, um, Niang on the right tackle, he he didn't play last year, he opted out. So he's effectively in a rookie year. All three rookies pretty much started this year and they looked good. They looked, looked, looked uh, like a, a problem solved. The, the Super Bowl was interesting actually in regards to watching the Kansas City Chiefs um, offensive line because even an idiot like me can tell what's wrong. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was just so right, obvious right. what was what the problem was with the Kansas City Chiefs uh, in the Super Bowl. Um, Josh Allen and co look beatable the buffalo bills lose to the pittsburgh steelers and you know this is always the problem i think when when you've got when you've had such a brilliant season especially when you're early on in your career um it is you can't you can't bank on a player doing it again necessarily they need to it's not just one season to prove that you are a a superstar in my opinion you need to do it again and again and again uh and and josh allen whilst i'm not saying he's he's not going to be a superstar don't get me wrong you, you know he needs to he didn't necessarily show it in that Pittsburgh Steelers game. Well, I don't know if I, I tell you one thing that did show in that Pittsburgh Steelers game is that the Pittsburgh defense is still amazing. And mm. however, maybe that's more important. Is yeah, I, I I think so. I mean, TJ Watt just signed a nice little nice little piece of cash. He's got extra money in his pocket now, so he played ex- exceptionally well. Their defense, their defensive line played really really well. Uh, so much so that it made. It gave Ben Roethlisberger time to sort of shake off a bit of rust. I think in this case, Josh Allen being week one, this might have been the one of the worst case scenarios for him to start in week one because it's going to sort of set everyone's – because preseason he was supposed to be, you know, leading – or not leading, but one of the top contenders for NFL MVP. But going against, going against the Steelers' defense in the first week might not have helped him out at all. Yeah, I, I would kind of agree with that point. That I think it was more Steelers' defense. I thought it was just swarmed him all game. I mean, that they, they tried to get a running game going down the stretch, the, the Bills, and it just came, couldn't quite get it going. That was probably something they, they were needing to focus on a bit more this year, getting that going with Devin Singletary. Uh, Cam Haywood was a, a monster on the interior for the Steelers, and I thought that was a he was a really key player. I think he, he forced a fumble, he kind of recovered one, he, he kind of stuffed him on full from one. He, he was amazing. I, I would give the Steelers credit on defense as opposed to to kind of questioning Josh Allen, but I do think all eyes were on him this week. Everyone kind of picked him as their MVP contender, and there is definitely more pressure on him heading into this year. Maybe he felt that a little bit. Um, what were you doing at approximately uh, 2 a.m. last night, Carter? <laughs> 2 a.m. last night? Yeah, what were you doing? What were you doing? I mean, this is a family podcast, Jay. I don't know if I can share that. Oh, please, shut up. Don't you even, don't even pretend. I mean, you just coming at me like that. We we got guests in the house. You just going to come at me like that? This is Cam's first podcast. You just going to ask me them type questions? What was you doing last night, Jay? I was was softly asleep. Thank you very much. Softly asleep. Softly asleep. Uh, Softly asleep. 
Uh, the, the one person on this podcast that was not softly asleep uh, last night at 2 a.m. Uh, was was Cameron Hogwood, who was watching uh, the, the Baltimore Ravens Las Vegas Raiders game, which means that you were our eyes on the ground, kind of, even though you weren't actually there. Um, <laughs> it does turn out, though, Cam, that you fell asleep just before the good bit. Yeah, you say eyes on the ground, very dreary eyes at <laughs> 2 o'clock in the morning. But, um, yeah. Well, well, kind of. We 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 always thought maybe this would be a great Monday night football to kick it off. I mean, in Las Vegas with the fans and kind of Lamar Jackson, especially with all these questions at running back with kind of Gus Edwards and uh, J.K. Dobbins going down with injury and what was Derek Carr going to do this year? And it was kind of everything we expected and, and more in, in overtime. And I just want to say, Darren Waller is an absolute cheat code. That guy. Yeah, I think he he earns peanuts for what he does in that team. And he, he was targeted 19 times last night, which is more than any other player in week one. And he's just a, a monster. That he, he was just, he's a joy to watch for me. It's almost as though, as if Derek Carr is like, oh, Darren Waller's a good player. I can rely on Darren Waller. And he just <laughs> yeah. throws it to him every single time. I mean, what was, I think, particularly good is, you know, we spoke about this a little bit last week on the podcast, but fans are back and it's made such a difference, I think, uh, in watching these games, but maybe none more than uh, it's, it's called the black hole, isn't it? Is that the informal name for the Allegiant Stadium? But the stadium looks great, and what a game to for uh, for people to um, to actually go back and you know be at the stadium for uh, the, the Raiders coming through in overtime, thirty three twenty seven, when it looked like they were going to win, and then it looked like they were going to lose, and then eventually they won again. An, an incredible, incredible game. Um, you know, in regards to in regards to the Ravens, though, so much has been in, has been said about them, uh, their running game. You know, with all these players going down, um, you had cornerbacks go down as well. So, what is this, what was the situation when you were watching it then, uh, Cam? Last night, does, can, do, is Lamar Jackson still being relied on to be the primarily uh, the primary rusher, or is he throwing more? I think uh, that that was always going to be part of the game plan. I think they were never going to move away from from Lamar running the ball just because why would you when he's so effective and, and right. defences still can't find a way to kind of contain him. But there, there were signs of kind of uh, Alejandro Villanueva kind of closing up the pocket a bit more to try and give Lamar that chance to be more of a pocket pass as, as maybe people suggested he should be. And I think he... I still think he's taking strides as a pass. I still think he... He can sling it out there. And even when he can't, he's got that mobility. So there was a play kind of his 10-yard touchdown pass to Marquise Brown. It was a three-man rush. He kind of darted in and out, somehow got out on the run, slings a laser to the back of the end zone. I was like, wow, that was that was special. That was kind of something you'd expect Mahomes to do. So yeah, I do think, look, he, he can kind of do it all. Uh, and and, and uh, Carter, John Gruden, it signed at that 10-year, $100 million contract. We've spoken about this loads. I mean, several years ago yeah. now. Uh, I mean, who has what, it? What, what, what do you think that the, Ra- the Raiders need to do this year to actually be, to, to actually show progress, uh, sufficient progress to warrant, they're not going to get rid of him because of the financial situation, no, uh, John not. Gruden that is, but enough to, to avoid pressure and to avoid people, you know, saying you need, he needs to move on. From what I remember, they did they get ten wins last year? Oh, they no, came super no. close to it. It was like eight or nine, right? 
Uh, I'm gonna have to do my. Uh, uh, yeah, we can do some moves uh, on that. But I, I think if the Raiders but they've not get made the 10, playoffs the whole time, the whole time he's been been with them. That much, that much we know. I, I think if the Raiders get ten wins this year, I think that puts him in a. Okay, we don't have to because I don't know if he's. I don't know if the contract is guaranteed or not. I think coaches get guaranteed money, mm. but players definitely don't. But I think if they get ten plus wins this year. 10 wins. Let's say 10 wins. The Raiders give them 10. I think you are more comfortable with what um, John Gruden has been doing. And I think that puts them... <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. It's, it's, it's like, yeah, yeah, I don't... I mean, you the know... The thing is with 10 yeah, wins, yes, though, is great... it sounds better now, doesn't it? Because you've got that extra game on, everything just sounds slightly better. It's like, oh, you've got yeah, 10 wins. It's yeah, like, well, you yeah, just yeah, had that right. extra game. Give another another yeah. opportunity and all that, to be honest with you. Um, so it's it's a uh, big season for, ten, for John Green. 10 Greedo wins has always Mike been Mayo. that sort of threshold for me. It's always been that like, threshold. Double like, digits, okay, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you like the type of person that is when you go to the supermarket and something's ten pounds, you're like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not buying it. But when it's nine pounds ninety nine, you're like, steal. I mean, I mean, marketing is very effective. That's why we buy a lot of things. I think that, as I said before, one of the big things and, and the funny things that happens after to, after week one of the NFL season uh, every time is when people have to sort of like. Uh, roll back on their predictions or roll back on on little things that they said you know uh houston texans going to be a a tire fire compared to the jacksonville jaguars for example and you know after one week that the texans beat the jags but i would like to go around the room please and i want you to hold your hands up and i want you to be honest with me and and, you know we are you know we are we are close personal friends now uh we need to we need to be honest about those things that we have we were wrong about we were we were completely wrong about. And now look, I know Cam, you are a uh, you are a, an official serious journalist, whereas uh, me and Carter mostly just talk rubbish. Carter just mostly talks rubbish. Um, so maybe you don't Pretty want to admit much. this. It might come Pretty back much. at you, but I don't. I don't care. You're going to have to do it regardless. Uh, this is your opportunity to put your hands up, Cam, and say, I thought that this was going to happen in week one. I thought this was this was going to happen at the beginning of the season. Maybe it won't. Maybe I, Cameron Hogwood of Sky Sports, <laughs> am a liar. Officially. Official liar. Oh. Do you have anything off the top of your head? There's a few things. I'll start close Good. to home. Good. We'll, we'll go. I I really thought the Giants... I was so enthusiastic about what the Giants were going to do week one against the Broncos. I was so... Everything was pointing in the right direction, barring a couple of niggling injuries. And obviously, I was like... I think we're going to roll these guys over. And I think that the, the defense was <laughs> ridiculous from last year. I really thought Daniel Jones was going to be, with all these weapons, I thought he's going to be exceptional. I thought Jason Garrett was going to be really fun. And it just, it started kind of Who'd ever said that way. sentence? I know. I, just, I thought I don't Jason know why. Garrett would be really fun. <laughs> I, just thought, I thought, all right, he's learned from last year. He's, going to, he's just going to let loose. He's going to tear open the playbook. And it just it just went from it started well, then just went on a slope and just kept going down. And Daniel Jones couldn't even get on the field. And when he did, he fumbled it. I was yeah. like, ah, oh. another another fumble, another costly. But don't you think I, I, that I'm a Daniel Jones guy? But even then, I was like, oh, it was just so annoying. It was so annoying. Don't you think though, when your star wide receiver Kenny Golladay says uh, that the offense isn't going to start very quickly, don't you think that you should listen to him? <laughs> 
when he and and Saquon Barkley combined for like less than a hundred yards in in their first game, I, like what do what do we expect to happen? Obviously, Daniel Jones didn't. Danny Dimes went to Danny Nichols last year. He got to be Danny Pennies now because he ain't doing nothing. <laughs> what is he supposed to be doing? Uh, this I is. Don't, the I don't know if you saw it. That's a. I was going to say there's a clip. I don't know if you saw it from uh, Nate Solder at right tackle. And I think it's Von Miller comes on the outside. Nate Solder loses him and ends up blocking Devontae Booker, our running back. And it's like giant on giant blocking each other. And it's like, oh, oh what is happening? Fantastic. Just Boys. trash. Just this trash. is the problem when, you do, when you're doing a, a, a podcast episode with two Giants fans, by the way, is that this is, this is just, it's going to just be <laughs> one Giants. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, Carter, we'll move, move, move on to you. Can you put your hands up and say, maybe, maybe Giants aside, is there anything that you, you're like, yo, I was wrong about this? I was wrong about Jameis Winston, if I'm honest. Oh, I uh, this is your neck of the woods, Jay. This is this is the good thing about doing a podcast with a Saints fan. So this is <laughs> I. So left Tampa Bay through thirty was it thirty touchdowns, thirty interceptions mm-hmm. two years ago, and apparently studying for a year under Drew Brees. And having a, a an actual head coach that designs an offense specifically for you, so you were learning. It doesn't Jameis Winston, and also he, the head coach was learning him. And what does it produce in the first week? Five touchdowns, no no interceptions. The call back an interception because of a, mm. I think it was a pass interference call or something. But rough in the and Jameis in the preseason was yeah. like, um, the, what did he say? Something like he was the most confident quarterback in the world, or the most talented quarterback in the world or something. And, I mean, he showed up and threw five touchdowns in week one. I thought it was going to be not a dumpster fire, but at the very least a, a rebuilding and maybe have to see, like, Taysom Hill show up and do whatever the heck he does, team, Tim Tebow style. But um, – You just Tim Tebow style. Tim Tebow does stuff <laughs> Taysom Hill style. That's, that's what you should be saying. I'm sorry. Well, I mean – Taysom Hill would have to be in a booth somewhere giving like commentary because now yeah, yeah, Tim exactly. Tebow is out of two sports. He'd, yeah, he needs to know his uh, is uh, Florida college football. He might, he might play basketball next next week though. Yeah, so yeah. you never know. Uh, the, the thing, Jameis Winston though, um, you know, it was such a non-Jameis Winston performance if you think about it that we are used to over the last few years. Jameis Winston has been known for taking those chances rightly or wrongly, wrongly most of the time, especially in his last sure. season with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This time around, he was actually restrained. You look at how many yards uh, he had, uh, he, he threw for. He threw for 148 yards. That's all. 148 yards and he threw, and he threw for five touchdowns. I think that shows... He, he didn't light it up necessarily, but it shows a couple restraint. Deep a couple of deep bombs. Yeah, don't get me wrong. But one of, I mean, yeah, half of those yards was just on one, one uh, touchdown yeah. throw to Deontay <laughs> Harris. An excellent throw, don't get me wrong. But Jameis Winston, you know, came out and the problem is, is that you don't want to be like, ah, oh, Jason, uh, Jameis Winston is, you know, he's, he's, he's the second coming or whatever. You need to just no. you know, take a step back and realize that uh, the whole Saints team before performed unbelievably against the Packers. 38-3 was that that result. An outrageous performance uh, people did not see coming. I did not see coming in, in any way. But, and, you, and, 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 and more than discount. anything else, and, and you know what, and I, and I won't speak about it too much just because, you know, I've got, I'll have other things to, to, to admit that I, I was wrong about. <laughs> but one thing I did think was, you know, Aaron Rodgers was just going to 
carry that's, on that's where exactly, he left off. That's exactly what I was going to say. Exactly. I was going to ask Ken the same question, whether or not he thought that, do you think, serious journalist who you know, <laughs> doesn't lie to anyone and is a supporter of a very good, arguably one of the best franchises in NFL history, I'm just going to put it out there. Uh, Cam, do you think that Aaron Rodgers' off-season drama carried over to 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 this this week one abysmal performance you know what i don't think anyone would admit it would but surely in the back of the mind of his teammates they know he doesn't want to be there they must know and i i really i love aaron Rodgers. i think he's a genius but i wasn't too sure in the way he handled everything in the offseason i kind of, he kind of made it all about him where he, he never had before i don't think and whether i don't know i I don't think it probably played into the performance. I just think I think James was really good, and the Saints just completely outplayed, outschemed them. The the Packers couldn't run the ball to save their life, and last year Aaron Jones was kind of one of the key parts of that Matt Lafleur offense. So I, I don't know if the off season kind of thing played into it, but I just think there is this really lingering feeling that he doesn't want to be there. Everyone knows it, but then we say that he'll still go on and win this division because the division's mm. not great yeah. and he'll still probably get to the NFC Championship game and we, we wouldn't be surprised if that happens but I would not Just be surprised he, he must still be thinking about beyond this season where am I going his teammates probably know doesn't really want to be our guy and I, I do think that is I, I wouldn't like that feeling if I was a Packers fan I mean he got he, married in the off season yeah. he auditioned singing for songs. Jeopardy <laughs> singing songs you know I'm, I'm sure he shot a couple commercials I yeah. mean, you know, he doesn't. He just... look like I, with his new look, with his with his moustache, and he. I don't know if he's he's lost a, a bit of weight. I'm not quite sure. Like with slightly longer hair, he looks as if you know, like sometimes you see those those films uh, that are about like a, a lonely country singer songwriter from the Midwest who basically just spends his time in bars and picks up a guitar and no one thinks he's good. And then it's when he picks, when he, when he plays a song, everyone's like, Oh, well, he's actually really talented. You could have made it. And he's like, nah. And then there's some, some like tragedy in his part. A very specific, but he looks this like is, he stars in that sort of this film. This is very specific. Very specific. <laughs> I, I've never seen the film, but doesn't he look like Bradley Cooper in A Star Is Born? That's what I was, he looks like. <laughs> is, is that what he go. looks like? Cam, Cam I've not seen page. it. Cam and I are on the same page. <laughs> it's exactly what he looked like. Yeah. He he's, he's feels like he should star in like a Coen Brothers movie. That's what he, he, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he will. Oh, do you know what? Now, Jay, I'll put a five on it. I'll put a five on it. That will happen at some point. I mean, if he gets Take Jeopardy, because Jeopardy's having some from some yeah, Jeopardy is. is in Jeopardy right now. This but. is not when this is not the Jeopardy podcast. You know, we this can do not, that. We can. This is not. But Jay, this want. is this is a key point in the podcast, Cam. I don't know if you um, are aware of our history, but this is the point in the podcast where I get to ask Jay where he actually uh, fell short in his predictions, which is a a, 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 a good time for me. So I'm going to sit back and listen and ask Jay. Jay, tell me, tell us, tell the people at home where okay. you. Well, Aaron Rodgers. That was that was one. I was wrong about that. I put my hands up about that. Uh, the other thing that I was not necessarily expecting, and you know, we watch Hard Knocks, and you've got to take everything on in Hard Knocks with a pinch of salt, in my opinion. But um, uh, I was always expecting the Dallas Cowboys offense to be to be good. But I don't know if I quite expected them to be quite as good as they were. And I don't think I was expecting them to be actually decent on the other side of the ball as well. They could have won that game. 
against the, sure. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, the Bucks did not produce much in regards to to running to rushing whatsoever. Dak Prescott, as you said before, um, it's it's almost like he is a professional quarterback, as you said, if not one of the most exciting quarterbacks in the league. And then you got to actually think about their receiving core as well. It, you know, you've got Amari Cooper, uh, CD Lamb. People are saying, oh, this is going to be the season of, of CD Lamb as well. Michael Still Gallup as well. Yeah. So, and, and on defense, I think they they perform admirably as well. So, I wasn't necessarily expecting the Dallas Cowboys to be as good as they as good as they were, and they are probably now in my mind favorites. And I know I shouldn't say this to you two favorites to win the division. Uh, I mean, who, the, who the hell else going to win the division? <laughs> Maybe the Eagles. The Eagles performed the well Eagles against actually, the Eagles uh, against well. the Falcons. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't Jalen think Hurst even I, I've got to admit I don't think that that was even that much of a, a stretch for me. That wasn't that embarrassing for me. I'm thinking now can I come, can I think of anything anything that I really thought was going to happen? Maybe Ryan Fitzpatrick being very good, but he got injured. So again, that's not my yeah, fault. IR, yeah. So again, it's not my fault. Uh, Dallas Cowboys though, looking ahead, if I was a Cowboys fan, um, I'd be feeling pretty positive despite the loss. Yeah. I mean, don't sleep on my guy, Taylor Heineke, uh, drafted 2015, or not drafted, rather, uh, into the NFL 2015 out of Old Dominion University. In oh, Virginia. you love Old Dominion. Don't, don't, uh, don't shout out, uh, don't sleep on my guy. He, my, but, you know. but, well, the, the Taylor, he- Taylor Heineke came in, obviously, at the end of last season and performed uh, really well. Um, yeah. you know, got, to, got to the playoffs, actually lost against the, the Bucks, But he... Um, if I remember correctly, last season wasn't he at U- like uni? Like it makes it sound like he was having shots at Freshers Week and stuff like that. I don't think it was quite that. I think he was getting his degree and then was called in. Uh, called he in, was to, in the, uh, uh, to the football XFL, team. I think. I, I honestly, I don't know why. I know I'm not going to lie. My Taylor Heineke knowledge is not necessarily as good as it should be. I mean, uh, Virginia, you know, this is what we do. This is what we do. Could could here's here's a question, right? Here's a, here's a question, uh, Cam. Here's a question to you about another Cam. Can you see him being back in the league? Can you see him coming in now to the Washington football team? Ron Rivera is old coach with the Panthers, of course, now with the football team. Can you see that happening or do you think they're going to stick with uh, with Heineke? When, when he got released from the Patriots, I said I thought Washington were the only team he would go to that I could see him playing at. So I could definitely see it. But I, I, I'm with you. I, I like Taylor Heineke. I think he's a good player. He was unbelievable in that playoff game last year. And I mean, I know... Everyone probably ups their game for the biggest game of their life. But, I, yeah, I could see Cam coming to Washington. But the only thing is, does he want to be a backup nowadays? I don't know. I mean, he did say no. that he, he probably he did say he probably stays a backup if he, he didn't think he'd be a distraction in New England. But what does that mean, really? I, uh, I, I still think, I don't think he'd be comfortable sitting behind Taylor Heineke, if I'm totally honest. Kyle Allen mm. still there. Let's not forget Kyle Allen. He was a, he was a <laughs> starter at one point. For the yeah. for the Panthers, uh, went with Ron Rivera to the to the football team. Got injured last year, if I remember. Uh, he was a healthy scratch um, in this weekend's game, but looks to be the the backup. Not a bad backup to have necessarily, uh, but a bit of a odd situation, I think, for the football team because they are in some areas of their uh, their squad. They're they're sort of ready to go. They are ready to go, um, but the quarterback situation is not necessarily as perfect as you want it to be even though I love Fitz I just think he's entertaining you know yeah. and that's when you're not a football Washington football team fan 
He's just enter- it's just, you just want entertainment out of a team, don't you? You know what I mean? Yeah, but you also want dubs. Like, like entertain me, sell some tickets. Can we get some wins though? <laughs> yeah, but, you know, as a fan, as a fan, not sorry, not as a fan. It's like a just an NFL general fan. Just, just give me, just give me Fitzpatrick, just lighting it up. But you know, we'll, we'll see when he can, uh, when he can get back at it. Now, um, Cameron, uh, I'm going to get you to do one more because you are the serious journalist. You need to tell me one more thing that you were, you were wrong about um, oh, before, before you can tell me something that you were right about. Oh. One thing I was wrong about, probably Jalen Hurts sticking in the NFC East. I didn't mm. quite think, didn't quite think Jalen Hurts would hit the ground running as he did. I think he's looking back, he looks a really good fit for that Nick Sirianni offense. I mean, they've got that kind of committee backfield that kind of you could line a split backfield, have Jalen Hurts in the middle, and you've no idea who's running the ball. That kind of that read option is mm. is insane, especially with kind of Jordan Mailata at left tackle. Is he just pancakes guys for fun he he's going to be the perfect guy to clear a path for that run game and i i wasn't big on jalen hurts even though obviously the the talent is obviously there he he can he can throw a deep ball he's excellent on the ground but i just thought i I didn't see it happening and maybe i mean it was the the 49ers this weekend yeah yeah that's true yeah i guess the 49ers can we see him being quite as effective no (laughs) <laughs> that's uh that's some good that's that's some good but, journalistic but it, knowledge there from uh cameron uh cameron. <laughs> i'm setting myself up for the next week one when i'm like oh that was what i was wrong about again so, yeah. <laughs> um uh yeah okay fine can you tell me something that you were that you that you were that you thought would happen and did happen then cam um even though they lost i thought the browns would be every bit a match for the chiefs i just after last year I thought Baker Mayfield, I really like Baker Mayfield. I thought he was going to be really good. But Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb is a different animal. He is a ridiculous yeah, football player. Game. And he's just, he's not flashy, doesn't talk a whole lot, doesn't give you any kind of emotion, but he's a, he's a machine. And I, I did think, I think the Browns will be there or they're about to come, come January, end of January. And how do you feel? Back yet. Yeah, I was about to yeah. say, Carter. How do you feel? Your your man, the, the the boy that you've been you've been rooting for this this whole time. You've been gutted that he's he's left the Giants. OBJ not on the the field. How do you feel about that? I think um, it's tough because it's been a series of injuries for him, so he's coming back. However, I think his personality. I don't want to say humbled. But I, that's the word that comes to mind because if the team around you, when he first went to Cleveland, they were they weren't very good. Baker was still trying to figure it out. The offense wasn't cohesive enough. You get him back in a into a team, not just offense but also defense that is playing very well. You just got to shut up and produce. That's 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 what's left for him. And if not, mm. they they, I'm not sure how long he's going to be out. But if they start winning without him, they might not need him. And so then it's, okay, well, are you, are you on the trading block? And if that's the case, then that would be tough to be sort of not pushed out, but almost like he pushed himself out of Cleveland because he wasn't really keen to be there originally. And now that they're winning, they don't really need him. That's a, that's a tough place to be in. I'm just fast forwarding to a month's time when uh, Glenn Carter II is like, just I was going to do American accent, then I'm not going to do it. Just send. Uh, you, you, you need some throat lozenges. Just, <laughs> just, just, just send giant, giants, guys. You know, just send a fourth round pick to uh, to the Browns I, for OBJ. It'll be fine. We can have him back. I mean, real talk, it wouldn't help. 
It no. wouldn't help at us in any way whatsoever. And if I was Odell and I got traded to the Giants, I'd retire. What am I doing? <laughs> Why would you go? He ain't throwing dimes, nickels, pennies, nothing. By the time he get there, there'll be no money left. It's just leave it alone. Just Giants are trash. <laughs> I'm not upset uh, about it. I'm not upset. I'm not upset. You know? It's not like I follow Sounds them, like you're you know? upset. It sounds like I, you're I upset. I mean, maybe, maybe. Anyways. Okay. Um, all right. Just before we just before we uh, we finish uh, rock and roll American football and the the Giants uh, hating episode uh, that th- that it is, uh, I'm going to read off all of every single fixture that's going on uh, for week two, uh, and just just pick pick one. I want each of you to just to pick one and just to tell me something interesting that might that you think about that fixture. Okay. I'm going to read through them all. Not Giants. Giants, Washington, Patriots, Jets, Broncos, Jags, Bills, Dolphins, 49ers, Eagles, Rams, Colts, Raiders, Steelers. I feel like I'm doing the match of the day thing now. Bengals, Bears, (laughs) Texans, Browns, Saints, Panthers, Vikings, Cardinals, Falcons, Bucks, Titans, Seahawks, Cowboys, Chargers, Chiefs, Ravens. Oh, and Lions, Packers. So there we go. Every single fixture for week two. Is there something that jumps out at each of you about one of those games? You said Bucks against a trash team. That's all I heard. Uh, Bucks Falcons. So yeah, not fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I honestly, I'm, I'm a Saints fan. I'm going to say six touchdowns for Tom Brady. And um, it's going to cement the MVP vote in week two. In cement the MVP vote in week two. Wow, he's really going out on a limb. Uh, how about you, Cam? Any of those games? I know I said them quickly. Uh, I'll go for a bit of a wild card one. I think the last game of the regular season last year, the Bills, I'm pretty sure, annihilated the Dolphins. And I think the Dolphins beat them. Tua outplays Josh Allen. That is my bold yeah. prediction. I think Ooh, Tua, wow. Tua outplays Josh Allen. I've set Even myself up t- for kind of failure there, but... Well, do, like, Dolphins like, beating the Patriots in the in, in week one, um, but Tua making a, a small step in week one, not necessarily a big stride. Is this where he shows that he's making some uh, progress? You think, or is it just like just not not Josh Allen's week? I just think I think Tua continues to make progress. I mean, that offensive line is dreadful, so he he'll take a few hits, but I, I still think he'll he'll come through. Okay, but I don't want to be right. too down yeah. on Josh Allen because I like Josh Allen. So, Josh Allen's one of the most exciting players in the NFL. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. but uh, it's funny, isn't it? Week one, and and we're all just just like, yeah, Josh Allen, rubbish. Um, <laughs> he's he's finished. Think, he's finished. Uh, Cam, thanks so much for joining me and Carter today. It's been an absolute pleasure uh, having you on. Um, and I know I'm saying this on on the episode now, so there's only one answer that you can give because it'd be awkward if you said otherwise. Uh, do you want to come back for another week at some point in the season? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, good. Put the man on the spot that. like that. Yeah, I know. That's oh, why I said man, it. Because if, if he was like, nah, just didn't, just didn't like <laughs> Carter's, didn't like Carter's jib, then uh, the cut of Carter's, Carter's jib. I understand. Right? I don't like half my jibs. I don't know what a jib <laughs> is, but I don't like them. Um, all right. Uh, so, Thank you so much for listening. Another episode of Rock and Roll American Football will be out next Tuesday. Have a good week. Deuces. The Rock and Roll American Football Podcast. Absolute Radio.